16th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, Go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured his bowl on the earth, and foul and evil sores came upon the men who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The second angel poured his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a dead man, and every living thing died that was in the sea. The third angel poured his bowl into the rivers and the fountains of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of water say, Just start thou with these thy judgments, thou who art and blessed, O Holy One. For men have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink. It is their due. And I heard the altar cry, Yea, Lord God the Almighty, true and just are thy judgments. The fourth angel poured his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch men with fire. Men were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was in darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in anguish, and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores, and did not repent of their deeds. Here ends the lesson.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Bless the thoughts of all hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. reading from Paul to the Philippians. 
second chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Middle Earth. 
places be where dark things sleep. And of course, a world of hobbits, the improbable heroes of the story. In our family, we share knowledge of these books that allows us to refer to them with brief allusions, such as there and not again, one ring, sting, my precious, and even with sound, no. <laughs> in fact, my son Stephen shares the same birthday with the hobbits, Bilbo and Frodo Baggins, September 22nd, a day that plays an important role in the plot of the story. So when I call him Stevo, he knows that I'm alluding to the adventures of Bilbo and Frodo. Although he's starting to get too tall, and his feet aren't very hairy, all it takes is one vowel at the end of his name, Stevo. And I can characterize his appetite as hobbit. The New Testament authors operate in much this way. They write with the belief that they share with their audience a broad and deep knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures. As they proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, they extensively quote and allude to these prior biblical texts. But they can also evoke a larger literary context with only a few words. New Testament scholar Richard Hayes has called this phenomenon the metaleptic echo. An echo is a very brief snatch of one text that appears in another. And metalepsis refers to the semantic content of the first text that is assumed by but remains implicit within the second. Hayes argues that St. Paul is constantly echoing the Old Testament in just this way. Today's epistle reading is a case in point, one not discussed by this. St. Paul exhorts the Philippians with the following words. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. In these few verses, rendered as one sentence in the RSP, St. Paul samples and remixes two different Old Testament texts. First, in the Song of Moses in Deuteronomy 32, Moses called the Israelites who came out of Egypt a crooked and perverse generation. Because the Israelites were corrupt and morally blemished, they ceased to be God's children. Because they grumbled against God and questioned Moses, his prophet, they were condemned to die in the wilderness and never entered the promised land. St. Paul uses this same language when describing the Philippians' contemporaries as a crooked and perverse generation. By doing so, he suggests that they too have rebelled against God. 
and will perish in the wilderness. However, his hearers are not to emulate their grumblings and questions. Rather, like true Israelites, they are to live as blameless and innocent children of God without blemish, who journey on to a new promised land. Second, in Daniel 12, an angelic messenger tells Daniel that in the last days, after a great tribulation, God's people will shine as lights of heaven. Those who are faithful to God and who turn many to righteousness will have their names written in God's book of life. Although they die, they will rise again to eternal life, shining forever like stars of the firmament. St. Paul uses this same language when he says that the Philippians shine as lights in the world among their neighbors. The only difference is that he changes heaven, uranas, to world or, or earth, cosmos. The point seems to be that his readers have not yet attained the resurrection of the dead. They continue to witness to God in their generation holding fast to the word of life until the day of Christ's return, when their earthly life will become a heavenly radiance. This passage isn't just a prohibition on complaining for the Philippians. It's an invitation for us to see ourselves as God's people in our own day, the improbable heroes of the story. In our own crooked and perverse generation, with all this grumbling and questioning, we're called to shine as lights of the world, faithfully bearing witness to another world. You and I are children of God. Let us live blameless and innocent lives, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, we may bring many other children along with us to enter his promised land and to share in his resurrection. With just a few words from the Old Testament, St. Paul evokes a much larger literary context, summoning us into a world of prophets and rebellious people, of wilderness wanderings and promised lands, of angels and seers, of terrible trials and glorious resurrections. And of course, it's the world of God. When St. Paul echoes the Old Testament in this way, our Gandalf sends us on a biblical quest for meaning, there and back again.
hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, your servants, who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty. Through Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen.
stretch out his arms upon the cross and offer himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given to you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Lord. 